And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. <laughs> that was smooth. It was smooth. Smooth <laughs> like the 90s R&B. <laughs> How are you doing today, darling? I am, well, I am drinking coffee and I'm still wearing a robe, despite the fact that it is clearly in the afternoon um, <laughs> and I don't care. Listen, don't care. How, how else are you supposed to be dressed in your, would you prefer sweats? Like how else are you supposed to dress in your apartment, in your home when you're not like going anywhere, when you're not doing anything? What is the appropriate well, clothing? So I have different robes uh-huh. and I'm still in a terry cloth robe. So that's okay. the difference there. Okay. I, okay. I'm in that morning, wake up for the first time. Like I, I have this thing now where it's like if I make coffee or tea, which I make one or the other every morning, I have to take that first sip in a robe. I don't know. I just, <laughs> um, and it got to be like that cozy terry cloth robe, you know? It makes me feel relaxed. It makes me okay. feel calm. And uh-huh. then after maybe like the first three sips, then I'll change into like clothes or something. Um, but in the nighttime, then I get my silky robes, you know. Oh, all right. So it's it, so it's. <laughs> I love that even with your relaxed sort of like oh I don't, I'm in the house all day, there still has to be a regimen. Like there still is like a a thing that you do to make you feel like okay, this is what I'm doing now. Like it's still a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still something that you follow. But I mean. A plan. <laughs> not a not a plan, but it's still like a you know, I could be just be in right now I'm sitting in underwear and uh just half of my but just pajama top. Not the bottoms, just half the pajama top. Like <laughs> Which is weird that you have on the top and no bottoms. Well, because I get for me, I get I get hot. It gets hot in our apartment. Sometimes it's it's chilly. And then I for the bottom, I don't like my top being cold. You know, like I can go to sleep. You know, like if you're going out, you can have your like what is it? The shorts and sweat sweat um sweat shirt top thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like that sort of outfit. I my legs can get a little chilly, but I don't like when my top half is chilly at all. I think that makes sense because of all the extremities. You know, like someone chopped off my legs, I could live. Someone chops off my torso, I couldn't. So you need to keep that stuff well, all warm. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> if someone's chopped off your torso, you. You just be legs. And <laughs> yes, there's nothing there. There's no heart nothing. function or anything. Either, you so. see, you <laughs> see my logic. It was hard to follow. <laughs> it makes so, sense. So yeah, so I, I am definitely um, one um, one person who um, likes to keep my top half. But I also um, when when I'm in the part when I'm in my space all day, I don't need to dress. You know how like I know some people with working from home. They say it helps them if they put on a whole outfit, you know, before they go to like their workstation or their work or their home office or whatever to just start working. And mm-hmm. I can understand that. I think for me, what works is having a routine, like getting up. I think for most people, getting up, start like if I would have the tea or coffee, you know, maybe doing some light exercise and then sitting down, starting not just jumping out of the bed at 8.45 and then sitting up, sitting up. I could <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no fun. I have I, I there needs to be at least an hour, an hour and a half for me before getting my, my actual work day started that I've been oh. like, and like awake and mm-hmm. just ready to go. Like, cause also too, sometimes I like to just sit on the couch with my eyes closed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it makes me feel better because I'm like, well, I'm not sleeping in the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like no TV on. 
you know, I might just, you know, just open the curtains and things with the sunlight in. Um, the first thing I do is put the tea kettle on. So mm-hmm. it's literally, it's like I get out of bed, I take my, my Claritin, and then I turn on the tea kettle. <laughs> so it's like before I even brush my teeth, anything. So I might just sit on the couch sometimes. And then once the kettle blows, I'm like, all right, girl, you should get up. You, that's a good way. It reminds me too. I mean, it makes me think of sort of some people who meditate in the morning and everyone has their different form of meditation and, and are just basically just preparing you, centering yourself for the day. And for you, like you said, you like at least an hour, you know, an hour sort of um, window before you have to start working, after you get up before I start. And that's you sort of getting ready for the day, preparing your body, you know, making your tea, you know, deciding on which robe you're gonna wear for the day, which robes you're gonna wear for the day. You well, know, I don't stay in a robe all day. That's just like no, no, I know that. The yeah, day or beginning of the day, but no, yeah. I have to put on actual clothes because also then the delivery guys banging on the door. Yeah, I gotta go get my delivery, or like even if I have a day of no meetings, which is almost never. Yeah, um, somebody's always like, can can we hop on a quick Slack call real yeah. quick? I have some questions and I just think, and then they put their camera on and it's weird if I don't put my camera exactly. on. Exactly. I'm like, damn, I don't got the proper wig on, hold on. Like, <laughs> so, no. So, I just, I, I'll usually just put on a sweatshirt and some sweatpants. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not in a, a blouse. Exactly. Um, sometimes I put on a sweater because I have a couple of cozy sweaters that I like and I just think that they're cute. Yeah. Um, or if I'm like, you know, my bi-weekly call with the client, like, mm-hmm. sure, I'm going to put on maybe like a more decent sweatshirt, uh, sweater. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I definitely get dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think once it hits like 930, I'm like, okay, I should put on real clothes. Yeah. Which I do. Well, sometimes I do. Some it depends on the day. So if it's like a, sometimes if I'm slammed that day, or like if I feel like I'm busy, then I'm fine just in a t-shirt and underwear. But if I have a meeting, which we have a lot of meetings or, or um, you know, audio, I'm sorry, visual meetings, then I just throw on a cardigan and then I just throw on a cardigan and then just have that, um, over that, or if I have like a meeting where it's with an editor or something, then I throw on a, a nice sweater. I've even worn a button down. Like I throw on a, a throw up a button down just to shake it up, so I feel a little bit different. Just to have that button down or button up, button up, button down. Even though there's a difference between button down and button, button up, up and I read, button down. yeah, yeah. I am resentful of the the guys who show up to the the company meetings in their button ups. I'm like. Ugh. Like I'm like, did you just do this for the meeting, or do you do this every day? <laughs> I, I, I know I should feel kind of way because if that's you know what they want to do, that's very much their business. But it makes me feel just like you are doing way too much. <laughs> I do. I just want to, yeah. And then like sometimes too, I feel like people like they prepare their homes to look a certain way. And oh like, yeah, I don't. Y'all mm-hmm. hear all these bottles of champagne in the background. Yes, <laughs> it is. Well, it, it's kind of like that that optics, you know, those sort of, I don't know what you would call it, sort of those politics are now playing into your home space. It's like, well, we can't go out and put on your best outfit. No one's seeing you in person. You can't decorate your office. But, you know, like you go by someone's cubicle sometimes, you've seen someone's office space, and it's like, oh, they doing a lot with they, you put some time and effort into this. You know, they have pictures <laughs> up, they have decorations. So I think it extends, some people who are home, it extends to that. You know, just with, you know, Josh, when he has his meetings, you know, I'm not going to tell all his business, but, you know, he gets his shirts dry clean. So it's easy for him during certain meetings to just throw on the top. You know, he might have shorts on underneath, but he can just throw on the the blazer, you know, the the suit jacket, the shirt, put a tie on for him. You know, because it's like they're only going to see my top half. That's what he does. 
So it's easy for him, you know, to just do that because his closet is just full of, that's what it's full of. And um, I know, fuck, I, forgot, I, was, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is that I'm always very much, um, I'm not to say I'm more invested in the bottom, but I'm always very like aware of my bottoms. I'm always like, no, I have to put on like actual like pants. Uh huh. Like, what do you I mean? Don't, I don't wear shorts on the bottom because I'm like, at any point, my stupid computer will die or something. And I'm uh, like, okay. and I'm like, you can't take that chance. Right? That's true. You have to like turn off your camera and it's all awkward. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, nope, just put pants on on the bottom and just keep them on all day. That's I, I wanted to bring some. I don't know if I ever told you about this. We um one of someone a, a friend of uh, Josh's. He doesn't care. I guess, he we were talking about how you know we we all his girlfriend. She was talking about how she um when she gets up they both work from home and they have an office space um where they work sort of side by side. Their desks are side by side and they're had to taking their calls. You know whatever, they, they live in like this wonderful lofted apartment. So it's, it's a little bit harder for them, I guess, to navigate when they have calls. So mm-hmm. anyway, so she says that, you know, she'll probably throw on a top, you know, with pajama bottoms or whatever it may be to have her, you know, while she's on screen, you know, doing those um, video calls. But he, she says, even on the weekends, even on any day where it's the both of them in the house, he gets fully dressed. And she's like, he wears jeans. She's like, he puts on jeans in the house <laughs> to just lounge around. And it was so funny. She's like, what, are you crazy? You know, and we're like, what, no, you don't. He's just like, I just, I just, I have to put jeans, like I put jeans on. And we're like, you just loud, like we all have pajamas. He just wore jeans. Like he just, that's what he does. He says, in order for him to feel comfortable, he he doesn't lounge around in pajama bottoms or sweats. His go-to is just jeans, even if he's in the house all day. Just, and I'm like, that is insane. Like, Let me tell you how, insane i think that is my <laughs> one pair of jeans one one pair of jeans Hold I wish up, where shits around the house they probably <laughs> haven't been washed in like eight years <laughs> where does he wear does so he wow he only has one pair of jeans so these are one obviously pair. jeans that are they nice pair of jeans that he wears when he's going I to like want. a nice okay okay okay, okay. I have, they're like or something. They're my the dog. Mom, yeah. My mom gave him a gift card for his birthday so he could get new jeans. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess what he bought with it? Oh, actually, ooh, he bought me a sweater. Okay. <laughs> and um and sweatpants. He I love has it. A gazillion pairs of sweatpants. Uh-huh. And one pair of jeans. And then he is like chinos. Chinos, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what he'll put on. I think we're like most people would throw on a pair of jeans. He'll uh-huh. chinos. Okay, okay. So yeah. he has one pair of jeans. One. <laughs> Josh only has one pair of jeans too. One pair jeans. You know how it's weird. We're going all up, but it's his jeans. I don't think they work. I think Josh looks better in khakis and chinos and you know summer shorts and all that stuff. Jeans. He can look. He looks fine in them, but it doesn't. I don't think it complements him as 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 much as the other things. Does that make sense? I it, guess. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know what? who does look good in jeans. <laughs> I think it <laughs> just depends on the jeans. You just have you know, to find right. ones that work for you. Because I helped someone buy jeans one day, and like, child, we I think we went through like seventy pairs. Uh-huh. We found ones that fit him because yeah. of the way he was shaped. Mm-hmm. And yeah, or it's like just get them tailored. Yes, just yes. Go get them tailored. Mm-hmm. Buy some some cheap twenty dollar jeans and go get them cut up. Yes, that's very true. Because it's the fit. It really is the fit. Oh, that it's all sort about. of. 
Yeah, you can get some really expensive jeans, but if they don't fit you well, then they don't, it doesn't look as put together. You know, as, you're so right. And I've, um, I know you've definitely done that with getting a lot of your jeans and your bottom, well, bottoms in general, just fit, uh, just tailored. And I also do that now as well. Cause I think people think, oh, well you're small or you're skinny and you could just wear anything. You can just put anything off the rack. And I'm like, well, people still, if they're smaller, they, they still have shapes or they still have, it's not just a straight line. You know, like it's like, right. right. The clothes course, are just, that's the issue is like, there's nothing small enough. Yes. Or my issue was that things wouldn't fit around my waist. The waist would be too big if mm-hmm. it fit around, you know, my butt and I don't have hips, but yeah. Um, but then the waist would be too big. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. To the point where sometimes I would take them to get tailored and they're like, you need me to take two and a half inches off this. That's just too much. Um, um, until I found the right tailor. Yes, like, yeah, I yes. would have like H&M jeans, jeans I got at the thrift store. And mm-hmm. people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, where did you get these jeans? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not what you think. <laughs> I'm like, these are H&M, but I got them tailored. That's yes. what they're like oh i'm like yeah just buy cheap and if you know you're gonna have to get them cut up because who wants to spend 90 120 dollars on some jeans to have to tailor them that's just stupid mm-hmm. so yeah. like no just buy them cheap and get them cut up and and the one thing i realized from my conversations with you and just like being around a lot of is that that is a big thing jeans and how clothes fit especially on the bottom are a big thing for women and then particularly women who have uh, you know the small waist and you know the hips and the thighs it's something, an issue. And you see women asking, like, to your point, where did you get those? And then you get excited. And I've even asked, like, I've gone up to guys and I've been like, where did you get those jeans? And then you find out their tail and it's like, God, God damn. You know, did I got to go somewhere and find those? Because everyone has a different body. And it's just, it, you think that it's easier for some people. And I do think, like you said, uh, for certain people who are too small or certain, not too small, but or more on the petite size and certain people who are on the larger side, they just can't go into the store and mm-hmm. find things that fit for them. And I know for a lot of people, that has been the issue, especially people who are, who wear larger sizes where they go into the store and they kind of just like, fuck, I can't even try on anything because nothing in this store is my size. You know, you go shopping with your friends and I don't know how that is, but I can understand how that can get very, um, you can feel dejected because you're trying to shop and then the shopping becomes sort of this chore for you and it becomes this negative thing where it's like shopping should be fun unless you like my credit card is about to you know be over the limit <laughs> shopping should be fun oh that means that you've been having a whole lot of fun <laughs> exactly just to that what? it's also funny when you're slimmer and you have friends that are a little thicker how they see you and mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before but you know I've been shopping with friends and they'll pull something down. They'll be like, oh, this is cute. This would look so cute on you. And I'm like, okay, girl. But And it's like, <laughs> number one, it's not my style. Like, I'm yeah. like, no, I'm good. But then it's also like a triple zero. And I'm like, is this what the size that you think I am? <laughs> like, I remember a friend did that. And she was like, oh, this is cute. You don't want to try this on? And I was like, it was like, first of all, it was like a, a mini, mini, mini skirt. And I was yeah. like, I don't wear mini skirts. Like, have you like, seen me you, in anything like that before? Yes. <laughs> She's like, this would look so cute on you. This is your size. And it was a double extra small. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is not my size. And she was yeah. like, no, I think this is your size. And I was like, I'm just looking at this and it looks like a napkin. But then, so then I open, I'm like, it's a double extra small, girl. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a medium. She's yeah. like, you're not a medium. I'm like, I am a medium. This is a double. <laughs> this isn't even a small. It wasn't even an extra small. It was a double extra small. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is for like a 16-year-old girl. 
<laughs> like what? I'm yeah. Like, I'm more than twice that age. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? Yeah. I was like, um, this is the size you, this is what you think. Mm-hmm. Or you say how much you weigh and someone's like, you do not weigh that much. And I'm like, yes, I do. Like, what? I'm just, I don't understand what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And it's just really funny. It is. And it makes me think about how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you're wrong about that one too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we definitely, you know, I've definitely been around people who, and I think the size, that sort of size distortion or whatever they call it can go both ways. You know, you have someone who's really skinny and then they look at someone who's maybe like 30 or 40 pounds heavier than them. And they're just like, you're a horse, you're a pig. And it's like, what? Uh. Really? And then you have vice versa where you have that person who is, you know, a little bit more on the heavy side and they think that, yeah, you're so tiny and you're so small. And it's like, oh, you're starving yourself. You don't eat, do you? And then they also think they are much larger than they are. And it's just like, right. that's, that's not the case at all. They're like, I'm a, I'm a pig, I'm a horse. And it's like, I don't know if you just want me to say no to you or like, just because sometimes people say that and you just, I'm, I'm just going to, okay. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> or, or you go shopping they're like, oh, you know, ain't nothing in this store going to fit me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? You're yeah. a 10. <laughs> like, why do you think they don't have size 10? Yes. Like, yes. What? Like, it's, it's so true. And, and I've, <laughs> And I've encountered, like, you know, I've, I've seen, especially women, you know, they've said that they can't shop in this store because it's, it's you know, the sizes are smaller. And in particular, Zara, back in the day, Zara, I think they had went through this whole thing where they were one of the stores, the last to get on the bandwagon of um, vanity sizing. Mm-hmm. And because um, they was just like, well, a lot of their business also is done overseas and Europe and, you know, where people for well, a long time. company. It's a yes, yes, a Spanish company, exactly, and um, where a lot of people tend to be skew a little bit smaller, not as um, big as the people here in the states, and so they were like, no, basically, no, and all the other gaps, like all the standard stores, were doing it, and oh, no, um, oh, not vanity sizing. You mean like larger sizes? Yes, but they but they call it vanity sizing in the sense of if you have a size, um, you have a size medium, I then now that sizing. yeah, yeah, vanity and, sizing is terrible. Yes. No. Well, yes. Vanity sizing is terrible. That's what the, it was in part because they, um, I think they wanted Zara to offer larger sizes, and Zara was like, and this was years ago. Zara was like, no, we're not going to do that. That goes into vanity sizing. These are the sizes that we offer, <laughs> and they were like, this is what a medium is, and our company. These are the with we're expanding. And they would just like extend it so that, and I guess maybe eventually they did um, want to do that, offer larger sizes, and also change it. So that now a medium used to be a large, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is essentially what vanity sizing is. So I guess right. there's two different like things. H&M there's two different used things. Used to do severe vanity sizing, and H and M it used to go back and forth, and it was frustrating because mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh, I'm like a two in H and M," and you'd yeah. be a six everywhere else, and then they would stop doing it, and then you'd pick something up off the rack, you'd be like. Is, this is a two? <laughs> you'd be like, I think I'm like 10 now in H&M. Like, yes. You'd be like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I have things from H&M that like still fit me and they'll be like, it'll it'll say it's like a two or a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, in H&M now, this would be a 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how severely they were vanity sizing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's or I got it tailored because it was a two and it was too big for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. So yeah, so yes, word of the, so, so uh, what is it? Lessons of the day. Get your clothes tailored if you want them to fit, how you want them to fit. Everybody's body is different. Big or small, skinny, short, whatever. And also don't wear jeans around the house and just lounge. You are not on a television show. <laughs> It does not work like that. You are not in a movie. Get some comfy bottoms. Every company now is making sweats that feel so good. Jesus, yes, athletes. They don't feel good just to be lounging around in them all day. They are not made for that. Can't even just sit on your furniture mm-mm, with your outside clothes. So that's that, and that's the episode, guys. Good. <laughs> we talked about shopping and vanity sizes for twenty. Oh. It's important. You, it's important. <laughs> People ain't shopping as much as they used to. They staying at home. You know, they want to know how to dress appropriately for these meetings. <laughs> I feel like I've just bought clothes for no reason, like for the past year, but I can't stop. I still want things. My my biggest concern is that like they're just not gonna fit. Uh, by the time I have somewhere to wear them, I'm gonna be struggling, especially bottoms. I'm like, oh, I can't buy any bottoms right now <laughs> because like I'll, it'll be three weeks later and some bottoms don't fit me. So That's I'm after three months or a year. I have some some pants from H and M that I bought I think in tw- 2019. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm scared to even like approach them because I'm like oh, I have spent 70 bucks on these pants and they ain't gonna fit yeah the good thing yeah. is that they have those I don't know if they still do it because you know they talk about too how much um I read was reading this article how much New York's waste on clothing and how they said I think it's enough every year we spend and we waste a lot of like, sorry, the amount of clothing that goes to landfills can mm-hmm. fill like the Empire State Building or, or one of those historical buildings here in the city. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad, and you know, not to keep ragging on Zara, but you know, Zara is one of the the companies they say is the biggest problem because oh. you know, fast fashion is just a big issue in mm-hmm. itself, um, yes. for the environment for sustainability, um, and Zara is the biggest fast fashion company in the world um yeah it's oh it they're is, bigger than h&m now zara zara yeah. makes so much money yeah oh wow. my god like even in the pandemic i think it was like zara blue and I, it was something like i think like the ceo and made a statement this was like a few weeks ago i think i saw this mm-hmm. um about like their losses or something like that and people were like shut the fuck up like zara made so much money like even just during the pandemic um it's a multi-billion dollar brand and um i feel bad because oh, they they say zara is such a problem and <laughs> i love they make such stuff. good stuff so much i think they also they rip like Oh yeah, they rip off. Um, yeah, they rip off from like designers, and then mm-hmm. also, I think it's just bad for everybody all around. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, uh, it makes me sad because I I, I want to be a part of the solution and not the problem. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, you'd be like, ah, I need a dress for this, or I needed this for that. And you'd be like, I know who's gonna have it. Yeah. And <laughs> and, and you find the little butt to Zara, and you get what you need. <laughs> exactly. I just bought some jeans from there. I've only gotten two things from Zara in the last year. For me, I love their stuff. And like Zara's one of those stores where I think they're, I mean, they do a good job all around. Um, and, you know, but jackets and coats, and I have lots of stuff from there. But um, I love looking at their women's stuff. I think yes. they do a fabulous a job with Imagine this. Imagine as a woman. Yes. Right. And, but then remember that, that purse that you got from India? 
Yes. Really beautiful. So like they ripped that. Oh really? <laughs> like oh. once, like they were selling that, and it was like, so y'all just done ripped this off of some like artisans in India, huh? Wow. Like, wow. Hey, and you're charging like ninety bucks for this. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't use real leather usually. Most of the time. No. It's, no. Yeah. Which it's, is a good thing. Yeah. Environmentally, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible. All right. Yeah. I'm stop talking about Zara. Yes, but just, just yeah, it's, it, it, we all have to do our part, I think, as far as being, I think I try to, to shop less. And then now even, because I used to feel good, I go, okay, if I bring something in, then maybe I can get rid of an item that I don't love. Now it's just like, if I don't love it, but then you think you're donating it or it's going to somewhere good and you find out, oh, no, that's just going to end up in a landfill. So that makes it even worse. And I also repurpose a lot, like repurpose a lot of things. Like a lot of my jeans, I'll turn into jean shorts. Are a lot of uh, my khakis I'll turn into khaki shorts. I'm like, how can I cut this and make this? I do that a lot for me, and khaki I love shorts. it. Well, I got a better idea for you to, to with those khakis. What? Cut oh, them into right? rags and use them for dusting. Like <laughs> what is it? Smarters, my smarters. Um, <laughs> I um, no, no. They're like you know how I don't maybe not khakis or chinos. You know when you go to like the Gap or something, they have like chino shorts or. Gap. Or um, J Crew, or any of those stores that have shorts. That, well, have you seen men in shorts that are not denim? Men in shorts. My husband, are, my husband works on a golf course. He has khaki shorts for days. Yes, exactly. So you just turn them into uh, into khaki shorts, and then I love a pleated shirt. Listen, we can go have an old episode about okay, yeah, and stuff. Like, yes. Let's <laughs> um, so how about Kirk Franklin and his son? <laughs> Wow. We, so, we get into that. No, yeah, a we, whole pivot, like a whole left turn. Um, Kurt, good old Kurt Flanken. Yeah. Her her mm-hmm. It was funny. It was and funny. <laughs> I laughed too. Yeah. It was <laughs> And I guess, you know, there's a lot going over how this story, you know, apparently, you know, Kirk Franklin has had, his son is, I think, 33. And I didn't even know, I mean, I don't know much about Kirk Franklin's personal life, let's be honest. I know that, yeah. I know who he is. I know he's, I know he's been married. I know that he has children. And um, so he had an, he has an older child, which is from his previous, ma- uh, previous relationship, where it was a teenage, um, a, a teenage pregnancy sort of thing. So okay. uh, yeah, and his son, I think is 33. And they've always had, I think, um, a sort of uh, volatile, hostile relationship. And um, the son has gone on record numerous times accusing, not numerous times, but a few times, I think, accusing Kirk Franklin of abuse and all of this. So they caught, he recorded one of their exchanges and Kirk Franklin is calling him the N-word. Kirk Franklin, they say he gonna snap his neck. I mean, it does, it, how he speak. And I think one of the issues that people were saying, you shouldn't ever speak to your child this way. You know? He's a grown up. And yeah, he is a grown up. He is a grown up. <laughs> And he was definitely, you know, on one hand, I look, everyone has a different relationship and everyone speaks to people in a different way. I would like to think, I'm going to be honest, that I would not speak, I wouldn't want my mom or my dad or anyone to speak to me in that way in this sense of, it's like a person on the street, basically. It's like, this is your enemy. I'm going to snap your neck, motherfucker. It, it was very... Yeah, yeah, What's and, and yeah, me, though, is I'm always wary if someone recorded it Right, but where did we come into the conversation yes. when you decided to record? So exactly. that's the one thing I think people need to keep in mind. When it was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna show everybody how you be talking to me," we don't know what came before that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an um, an outside party, 
you know, or some objective party that recorded this thing from beginning to end. Yes. It was like, no, one of the people that was part of the conversation recorded it. So we don't know what their motivation or what their motives were. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe in this conversation, you know, you might have, you know, started off saying something extra foul. And then that was his reaction. And you started recording from there. Mm-hmm. And then That's true. And, and, and you pulled back because you knew you were recording and this thing would be heard. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm weary of like somebody being like, I'm a record. Yes. The second you be like, I'm a record, just when you be knowing, let me chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when this comes out, they can be like, see, and I was calm. Yeah. This person was talking to me like this. That's true. And, and to your point, you know, because I was thinking about this too, you are an adult in. None of us know sort of what was going on in that relationship. And I think as your child gets older, you know, it, it's different. Of course, I can say I wouldn't want to talk to my child that way. But also, I don't know where my child has the, the sort of things that have gone on, what my child has done to me, what what my child has brought to the table, you know, as far as, you know, whether it's stealing from me or doing anything was just like, okay, we are not working. You are not seeing reason or anything where now mama, now this child that I brought into this world is acting like a stranger is acting like you are, it can go all sorts of ways. So I do agree. You know, once you become an adult, then it's like, yeah, it's not very, it's not very much like a father son relationship because it's two, it's two adults. Yeah. It's, it's two adults at, at some point. And you were, yeah. And you over the lines have been blurred. And, it's, and I think especially if you have, I can imagine having a child that you may not want to be around the other siblings because they're doing things that are endangering them or they disrespected you in a way that is just insane. It's just like you have disrespected me so much that you, my child, and I love you, but this is just the way I'm speaking to you. You know, it's coming out that you treated me like I'm a, fr- I'm a person on the street, so I'm going to have to come at you that way. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, it is... Yeah, I just feel like everything has, you know, needs some context. Mm-hmm. And I, all I got was a snippet of something <laughs> with no context around it. Yes. So I'm yes. just like, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> not my child. Yeah, he's not, yeah, exactly. And he, I mean, he was definitely mad. I'm like, oh no, he he was <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm on my business. That's your family stuff. You yeah. know, it's um, it, there was no physical threat. I don't, I don't believe because again, two grown men. Mm-hmm. So if they had to scrap, go head to head, it would have been what it was gonna be. Yeah. Um, so I minds for business. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> However, like... your boy Cuomo. Uh huh. Your boo. Your boo thing. See, this is the thing. Now everybody that was pretty much riding him when uh, they was acting like he was the freaking COVID savior mm-hmm. all want to retreat. And I'm like, listen, those two things could can, can exist together, but I don't think Cuomo was necessarily the freaking COVID savior in the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that was when y'all went wrong, put him on this pedestal like he was that dude when yeah. he wasn't. I think he definitely done did some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I understand his stance on this, where he's just like, I'm, I didn't do this. I, I'm not guilty of what they're saying, so I'm not going to step down. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I feel him. Like, if you don't, if you're like, no, I stand by that. I'm not guilty. Y'all can keep investigating, do whatever you got to do. I'm not going to step down. Then you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing, too, is like, okay, and then he'll step down, and then what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they thought that far. I think they're just like, nope, nope, nope. They said something was wrong. You're fucking up the party's rep. You need to go. And I'm like, eh, the party ain't got the best rep already. Anyway, mm-hmm. first of all, y'all are definitely um, solidifying your rep as a bunch of snitches with no loyalty. <laughs> but I'm sure the Dems don't have no loyalty. And again, I'm not saying you have to be like the Republicans who will just side, who will, will, will side with wrong um, all the time, no matter how wrong, no matter how egregious just because it's their party. But, I mean, the Dems just don't be wasting no time to throw you under the bus into the yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like, and then why Why are they asking Biden about this? Because I was like, I mean, it is the, the governor of New York. Yeah. You know, that is a big deal. And I'm like, but still, like, if I'm Biden, I'm like, what? Excuse me? Exactly. Don't be asking me about them local things. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big flex on them, like what? The exactly. Governor, governor. Governor. Oh, yeah. Honey, I don't know about. Like who, I, I never who, who I, I never. Know. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. And then too, it's just like Biden just got in the office. It's like he got lots of other things to worry about. This man been in there for less than three months. So I'm just like he worrying about coronavirus, all this uh, budget. Leave that man alone. Who cares? Who cares? But yeah, it, not to say who cares, but I'm saying he just, he has bigger fish he to fry. Trying to get, he's trying to get stimulus money to folks. Let that yes. man get this stimulus money to <laughs> Okay? And think about no local shit. I, I like, love that. Mm, he was like, who? Cuomo? <laughs> I don't... Is that, is where is that? Alaska? What is his name? He's Christian governor. Cuomo? <laughs> what? Andy Cuomo? Exactly. I'm sorry for this. I don't know this man. I'm sorry for this man. <laughs> <laughs> he had a big flexed on him like oh That's I don't funny. think about that oh is he being accused of something rough <laughs> sounds rough well I'll figure that out let me go, go on over here in the Oval Office and make some big decisions exactly. thank you yeah. fuck out of my face with that yeah people are funny it was it, it is you know I haven't been paying that much attention to it to be honest <laughs> Um, to the Cuomo thing. I feel like you have said that quite a few times on this podcast. Oh, yeah. It depends on what, it, if it's a lot, because a lot of it is negative. I'm aware of a lot of things, but sometimes I'm just like, I can't delve too much into this. This is going to get me irritated and just, you know, the negativity fills up for me. So it's like, no, I know what's what's going on. And it's like, he's accused and, you know, of, of different allegations. And they are very, I don't know how many women, but I know that there are a lot who are well, continuing like to come forward. now? Yeah. Who are continuing to come forward with these allegations, and it's just like, dang, then I can do what to read about it. I know I'm not doing that. It's just like <laughs> let let this stay away. Let, I'm not going into this too much. I just feel, you know, it's just yeah, it's just funny, like how the take how quickly the tables have turned. You know, like two months ago, everyone was like, Daddy Cuomo, you know, and all this, <laughs> right. you know, all this stuff, and 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 now, like you know, we talked about. I think as soon as you know, the Dems, they smell, they see smoke, then they want to distance themselves from it. And it's unfortunate that sometimes 
you have to do investigation. And, and, and then, you know, just similar with the, I wonder with the, I mean, this is a different office. This is like Team Vogue, what happened with Team Vogue. And right. that, um, the editor in chief who <laughs> was accused of um, racism from um, these tweets and things, which has, which was like 10 years ago. She was like, yeah, she was a teenager. Yeah, she was a teenager. Now she's 27 and she had apologized for these things. But didn't she apologize about these years ago? She apologized, like yes. came up just now and she apologized. She actually apologized about this a while ago. Yes, this is what I read. I think that she apologized about a years ago. I think on at least two or three separate occasions, she apologized to her first employer Mm-hmm. And um, and then she apologized it to another employer, and then Team Vogue, I believe. So she's apologized about it numerous times, right? And, and they had been taken down, so it's not even like they existed. It's not like yes. she apologized and it was still living in the ether. It was mm-hmm. like no, they had been taken down. Some yes, tweets, some tweets. Yes, and um, she, um, you know, she did it. Basically, they did it to save face, in a sense, and. You know, it, it is because you know but in light she of stepped everything, down, but she stepped down. Backed her up at first. Yeah, they did. They backed her up at first. Yeah, they backed her up at first, and then there was more criticism by um, by a few editors, people in the industry, especially in light of everything that's going on, and people feeling like there wasn't real accountability that she should be removed uh, just because of those statements that were made, and and. And, and and that and so she yeah she resigned and she stepped down and and I wonder oh, didn't even start you said what homegirl didn't even get a no she didn't even start no no she didn't even she did not even officially take the the position yet and um you know the government's a different thing than that you know if people are just like this is overshadowing the work that Cuomo should be doing should he be taken out and should he um resign and I'm like. Uh, you know, the government doesn't work the same way a freaking publication works. You know, it's just like, that is, and, and, and I don't think, I, I do feel as though he can do his job. A part of me feels like he still needs to continue to do his job and to stay in line with all of the procedures and policies and things that his whole cabinet has planned until they find, if they find him guilty or not. You know, it's just, or unless it's so much going on that he can't do that job unless he's running to court and all that. You know, I wonder where do you draw the line between and where does that take place? When is that okay to sort of say, not okay, but when do you ask someone to resign from their position because what they're doing is all of the negative press is overshadowing the job that they're in right now or it's going to take a toll on the company or the government, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, you know, I think the stakes are much higher if you are running any kind of government. Office. Oh, must definitely. So must it's definitely. just like, yeah, the, you could do something and not lose your job at Team Vogue. And yeah. I'm thinking you certainly should not be the governor of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you know, one of the, the women, I think it was the first woman who came forward, was just like, you know, even if he's saying, oh, at the time, I wasn't aware that I was making anybody uncomfortable. She was like, that just shows how like poor of a leader he is. Mm-hmm. She was like that. He was sexually harassing women and, and didn't even know it. Yeah. Like, how the hell you run in the whole state? <laughs> like, and you're, and you're engaging in this type of terrible behavior. Yeah. But you don't know. So what mm-hmm. other terrible behavior are you engaging in that affects the state that you're running and you don't yeah. know? And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, girl. Yeah. Not a point. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. maybe you're also doing some racist things. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you don't know it. 
Yeah. Well, either way, you can't be doing this job because yeah. we need somebody who knows. So maybe in the same realm that you thought it was okay to say certain things to women, you also think it's okay to treat women a certain way, right? Not let women get certain jobs, not pay women, you know, fair pay. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, we don't know to what extent that your lack of knowledge or lack of understanding of what's right and what's not, mm-hmm. how far that seeps into how you do run things. Yeah. So I understand the, you need to step the hell down. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's, I'm just saying, I want to know he steps down and then what? That's yeah. my only thing. I'm not saying that they shouldn't ask him to, um, because he's also not saying, no, I didn't do the things that they're saying I did. Mm-hmm. He's saying, no, if if I did them, they were never with sexual harassment as the intent. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, what would you... So it's like, so you did them. Yeah, you did them. You touched her. You And it's just like, well, what is that? Yeah, see, it's a very... Yeah, because it's just like, well, if you work for someone, and especially when you're the, their superior, they might, you can't, everyone's not comfortable with you hugging them. Are you, you know, placing your hand on the small of their back? Or, it, it's just like, in the office, you the damn governor. Yeah, it's you just like, well, the, you anybody. should be careful. And I can, and you should be careful about that because, every, especially nowadays, not even nowadays, I will say that everyone's different. And it's just like, if the governor, if I saw the governor, he was like, hey, he gave me a hug. I'm like, okay, the governor gave me a hug. All right, fine. Move along with my day. But, and, and not to say everyone's not comfortable with that. And it, it is different when there are dynamics between men and women, and then one is in power and one is, you know, just, you know, subordinate. You know, right. it's just like, well, we know that there are differences in that, and people have to be careful. You should be aware of those sort of dynamics. And it all becomes very. It's just, it's just very recently. This wasn't like, oh, this happened in 2003. Mm-hmm. And look, bro, this was like 2019. I'm going to need yeah. you to sit down. And the wedding thing, not only What's the wedding thing? happened and someone corroborated it, but we saw the photo. The girl clearly looks uncomfortable in the photo. Uh-huh. And again, context is everything. A photo is a snapshot in time. But yeah. we're bringing it into the context of she's saying, she's telling this story about, well, let me tell you why I'm making that face in the photo. And mm-hmm. then someone goes, yeah, I was there and I overheard it and it was weird. Hold and on, what was the, okay, bro. Yeah. what was the, um, the, the wedding photo? What was this about? That was the third woman who came forward, um, mm. who basically said he tried to kiss her at that wedding. And so you see in the picture where he's like taking her face. And she looks very disturbed. Oh um, my gosh. And I Lord. guess it was like someone had overheard the conversation. He said something to her. Um, I'm trying to remember uh the exact um conversation. I guess someone a friend of hers was standing close by and uh-huh. they took the photo because they heard the exchange. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they was they knew what was what. I said they should have recorded. <laughs> I should have recorded. Girl, this the whole thing, right? Kirk Franklin. Yeah, the whole thing. This is kind of what you said, what you had mentioned before, which was also, um, you know, really a light bulb for me, a a, a sort of solidifying. Sometimes I feel like I'm thinking some things, and I'm like, I'm not sure where it is, and then you'll say it, and I'm like, Yes, girl, that's exactly what it is. That's you know, that's exactly (laughs) you know, when someone says something like that. At least for me, when I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I can't grasp it. It's, it's something I can't put it into words. I can't verbalize it, but it's there. And then someone says something that encapsulates exactly what you were feeling and exactly what you wanted to say. And what you were talking about, we were talking about just, you know, racist people or homophobic people and how 
it wasn't, you know, we can say, oh, well, they went a different time. You know, it was okay then. It's just like, well, it wasn't okay. They knew it back then that it wasn't okay. There were people back then saying, I'm not cool with this. This is not right. And so it's just like, it, that can't be an excuse for it wasn't okay. You knew what you were doing. Did you? And, and also, how can you? Yeah, you knew what you were doing. My thing is, you've said, we knew that it wasn't okay. So the same for him. And that, did you not think? about it. You knew it was wrong. You probably knew that it could be perceived in a certain way. I'm pretty sure you had heard of heard of that before. So why didn't you think twice before you did it? And that is where it kind of gets iffy for me. You know, because like I said, I haven't been I haven't been paying attention to the details. But if he did those things, then it's just like, I don't know, Chroma. I don't know. And basically he's just like, yeah, I did them, but I didn't want them to be perceived that way. And it's just like, what? I, what? No, him and his little concrete face. He's full of shit. And I'm like, dude, you knew good and well. I, I, I get the sense that he has this sort of bravado that he thought, well, I'm Cuomo. I'm the big shit. I can go and I can say anything. And if I tell the chick I want her, she better be on board. Yeah. Um, in whatever setting, circumstance, context, it is what it is. And then because he stood up there, he tried to say that the party was coming for him because he's not a, you know, a political. He's not a politi- yeah, he's not a political guy. And it was like, bro, you've been in politics like since you came out the womb. Yeah, and his father was it. I think yeah, Tremendo was so like, there's a bridge shit. named after your father. Are you serious? Like, He's and, so full of crap. Like, and a lot of it. Dude, you got caught with your stone face doing something wrong. Stone face. He looks like a freaking uh, piece of rock. He does look like a piece of rock. And and a lot of it, too, I I think goes back into this sort of, you know, patriarchal, you know, how women relate to how men relate, how men treat women. And I think that's what it is. And a lot of their behavior is just so unacceptable. We don't think about it. You know, as men, you grow up in this world and you see how women are and how men are. You think it's okay for even we. You know, to go when we talk about the going in the club and how guys will grab a girl and then it's just like are are just, you know, come up behind. And it's just like, who told you it was OK to do that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just certain ways that they are very much, you know, a woman's walking down the street, and how she has to feel like she has to protect herself against the violence of a man. You know, there's just different dynamics that I don't think guys think about that because it's just the way it is. And they think, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's just like, well. How how can you exist in this world and not think about how someone else feels sometimes? And it's and I've been guilty of it as well. But I think that now more people should more men and we're talking about men should be aware of that. And I don't think that they want to let that go. I don't think they want to let they that go. Don't. And I think they don't. And that's when they they dig their heels in and argue on behalf of somebody, or they just look away and act like they don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. which is even. You know, it's bad enough that you're not even gonna say anything. It's yeah. like it's 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 not as simple as just being like, well, you know, I don't know her, so I'm not gonna get involved. No, you should say something. Yeah, yeah. You should be like, my my God, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Let that young lady go on about her business. Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Hopefully, things are changing, girl. Uh, they're not (laughs) like they're changing in the sense that you know I feel like for so long women went along with it because it was the status quo and now more more women are being like I'm not doing this shit anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're changing in that sense but it's still so much of a fight to get people to acknowledge it 
and 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 say, oh yeah, that's wrong or that's messed up. Because again, when you are the ignored party for so long, when you're speaking up that you are being ignored, well, you're being ignored. So yeah, no exactly. No, no one's listening. That's how much harder it is to get that yeah. point across. Uh, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm usually talking about black women, black women uh, in particular. But yeah, it's and it's also women generally to some yeah. degree in certain circles and in certain settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cuomo did it, and <laughs> I don't know anything about you know the details of the investigation. Um, do you though, girl? Though, do you? Do on oh, his face though? I'm like I, I I see some guilt in there, and ah. I don't and I believe these women. And when it was when when it was two women. I said, watch, it's going to be more women. I said that. Now yeah. we're, we're up to six? Yep. Lord okay. Have mercy. We'll have three more probably by the end of this weekend. Whatever they smoke, there's fire. So, <laughs> Chat out. It's just, uh, my gosh. Listen, what we going to do? What we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> In the meantime, we going to keep doing this podcast, talk about all of the things. We didn't even talk about Married at First Sight, which... You know what? I'm, I'm I'm at the point where I'm just like maybe I just won't because Paige, girl, what? Just what? what? I don't just, know which ones. I, I don't watch it, so I don't know who these characters are. But uh, it is very yeah, entertaining gonna, to get gonna, these recaps. We're gonna do <laughs> offline because Black Twitter be going ham, oh, and I was I was I was really I was rooting for this girl like I'm Tyra Banks, and I don't know what her problem is, but it is not cute. I um, love anyway, that. We, we can revisit it next week after the next episode, and we'll see what kind of donkey shit they get into. In the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode of Black Hipster, make sure you subscribe so you can mm-hmm. listen to us every week. We're anywhere you're getting your podcast, pretty much for the most part. Um, <laughs> make sure you rate us, top stars. Um, mm-hmm. You can also shoot us an email um, if you didn't like this episode, you can still shoot us an email. We would love some hate mail, guys. Please <laughs> <laughs> send it to blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide all the way, all the way deep into oh, our DM Instagram, <laughs> where you can also follow us at Black Hipster Podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow me, but please no DMs. I'm at the Shahua Evans. I think I haven't been on Instagram for like four months. Like, yes, I've been like, you so much stuff. No, no, joking. Like, I'm just like, just not like, just barely. Like, I'll get on just to like sometimes check this thing or, or you know, DM this person or you know, look at that, and then I'm out. Like, I don't know what's going on out there in the zeitgeist. Um, but you can still follow me, I guess, if you want at the Shawa Evans. Where you at, Sen? I am at Standrick Wiggins. Bam! Mm-hmm. It just seems like there should be more to that, Standrick Wiggins. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make it the Standrick Wiggins if you want. I could, couldn't I? Yeah. T-H-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go finish my coffee and change out of my uh, early day robe into my sweatpants before I put on my silk night robe. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.